0: What's going on, Badger fans? Let's talk scheme fit for Tyler Van Dyke. What? How does he fit into this long-go offense? we got Coach's Corner. We're going to break it down and talk about why you, you're never going to find the perfect quarterback in the portal. We're going to talk about all that, plus the outside linebacker spot on today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go.
1: You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers. Thank you for making this one of our one of your first listens every single day. I'm right here as your host. Really do appreciate you tuning in and, and joining us on these discussions. We got Coach's Corner. We do it every Wednesday. We get Coach Anderson on from Dairy Raid. We got a quarterback. I, I want to yeah. start with. We talked about it a little bit. We talked about his game, but I think very few people are more um, qualified to talk about the scheme fit, how you think he fits into Phil Longo's scheme than than you are. So let's start there.
1: Well, I think he has. I mean, he has experience in the air raid type system. I mean, this this season, their offensive coordinator uh, is from the Dana Holgerson part of the Mike Leach coaching tree. He coached at Houston, he coached at West Virginia. So he's got a lot of air raid type concepts from this current season. Last season with Josh Gaddis. They ran a lot of wing t, or excuse me, uh, air raid constant. Tons of mesh, tons of stick, tons of snag, lots of RPOs, and and in the first year he ran a lot of up tempo with Rhett Lachey, at uh, who was, was not most recent is the uh, head coach at SMU right now, and it was Tanner Mordecai's uh, play caller last season. So he, the offenses that he's used to playing in are within the same family tree, so to speak, as, the, as Phil Longo's offense. So scheme-wise, I think he's a very good fit. He's not coming from a pro-style offense. He's not coming from a run-heavy offense. He's coming from a wide-open type of system. Uh, big, strong body. He's, he's more of an old-school air raid quarterback. He's that guy who's comfortable standing in the pocket and letting the play develop and then hitting the ball both over the top and underneath Uh, saw a lot of I've been watching a lot of him today and he's, he does a really good job of waiting for the mesh to develop. He does a really good job of waiting for routes from the backside to come across the field. He checks down. Uh, I know people are concerned that he just chucks it up. I saw a lot of him going to the flat, going to the mesh underneath. So from a scheme point of view, I think he's a very good fit. And I think with the quarterbacks that we were linked to, outside of Cam Ward, he was maybe the most air raid ready of the QBs that we were linked to. So I, I'm excited about what he can bring to the offense.
0: Well, look, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned seeing some of the RPO, some of that work. Oh, that's I know that's one of the big concerns Badger fans have, right? The, the, you're going from uh, Tanner Mordecai, who obviously had his throwing wards. We've talked about that, but he did move the sticks with his legs. Mm-hmm. What was your feel on Van Dyke watching him move around the pocket, roll out, use his legs?
1: I think a lot of people got have gotten really hung up on his rushing stats. And you could tell the people who got hung up on his rushing stats have not looked at his film. He, they, they did not use design quarterback run for him at Miami. It was just not part of the offense for any of the quarterbacks or for any of the coordinators. Um, and you, And you can see that with the comparison of Tanner Mordecai You know, Rhett Lachey was his play caller last year. He ran the ball 30 times. Something Tanner Mordecai doubled his career rushing stats this year in half the attempts in nine games than he did in five previous seasons. Tyler Van Dyke is a big pro-style type quarterback, but he can move in the pocket. He's good at avoiding pressure, stepping up in the pocket, throwing off platform, and letting plays develop he can run fine he it's it's when you when you look at his rushing stats and his numbers look really bad he's been sacked over 40 times in his career and, and a lot of those i watched a bunch of his games today and a lot of those sacks um you know his running backs mm-hmm. You know even bail allen would say oh dang that was a bad rep and you know he offensive line issues um uh, And so he's sacked a lot. Yeah. Let me interject into that. Does that really quickly
0: maybe speak to an inability to escape the pocket that maybe, maybe a guy like Tanner Mordecai, certainly Tanner Mordecai could do that really well. And Van Dyke's not going to be that.
1: Um, I think, I think Van, I think Van Dyke, he is more move around in the pocket with your eyes downfield, trying to throw the ball. Uh, I, I didn't see many reps that I've looked so far. And I haven't seen all of his games. Uh, I've been, I've watched a couple from this year And I'm doing a study right now where I'm looking at him playing against the same opponent over the last three years. And I haven't seen many reps where he's been sacked, where it looked like he just was waiting too long and he got hit because he couldn't avoid it. Um, A lot of times when he got sacked, it was just pressure. It was them sending four wide and they only had three blockers. It was uh, center, getting the slide wrong, stuff like that. But I also saw a lot of reps where pressure did come and he stepped up in the pocket. He moved laterally and still got the pass off. So while he is not your traditional mobile quarterback, he's athletic enough that he can play in a spread offense and hold his own. And I think, and I think the longer will run him more than, than they did at, at Miami, just like he did with Tanner Mordecai. I mean, Tanner Mordecai's career rushing stats before this year, we're not jumping off the page. He averaged, I think, less than two yards a carry. I think he had four touchdowns and, in, 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 you know, leading up to the season this year, Phil Longo used what he had. He used, he's like, Oh, he's more mobile than, than we thought. I think I can use him this way. And I think they'll do the same with, with Van Dyke. No, they're not going to run zone read with him 20 times a game expect him to get 10, 15 carries. They're going to use him differently. But it's not like he's a six foot seven, runs a five, five, five 40 guy and is just going to stand in the pocket. He's he's going to be fine. And when you take away his when you take away the sacks that he got, he's went on on scrambles and the, the few design runs he has. He's averaging four yards a carry. That's good enough. That's what Tanner Mordecai did this year. When you add up his sacks and everything like that, so. He's not. He's not going to blow you off the page with the run game, but he's going to be fine. And I think people are looking into that way too much. I um, think there's
0: enough there where he, the defense is going to have to account for it, right? You can't. You can't vacate yeah. the middle of the field because he will take five, six yards and get a first down on third yeah. and five.
1: And and again, and I I encourage people to watch the film. Don't look at the numbers. Watch the film. And I think it's the problem that we had last year with Tanner Mordecai. I think a lot of us looked at the numbers and thought he was going to destroy with us because he put up these great numbers you have to watch the decision making you have to watch what he does on the field and i like a lot of what i see and i like he has enough mobility that he's going to be fine he's the type of quarterback that will have two guys draping over him and he will still get the ball out Mm. off platform and on target and he did it i'm not worried
0: yeah, I, I saw a lot of that too, watching, and I haven't watched as much of him as you have. I need to watch more, but he he stands in the pocket. And to your bull rush, uh and like, he really will stand and deliver the ball. There's a mm-hmm. toughness to his game that I think is interesting.
1: Um, and I think it's it's something it's it's like we saw last, you know, with the difference between Tanner Mordecai and, and Braden Locke. Braden Locke would stand in the pocket and he would sit there, and he's also six feet, six one, and he got a lot of balls batted down. Van Dyke is six four. I mean, he had some passes knocked down. Every quarterback does, but he's a big, strong body. He's 230, 240 pounds. He's going to stand in the pocket. He's going to let things develop, and then he's going to let it rip. And that should be exciting for Badger fans instead of worrying about, oh, he has 32 career rushing yards.
0: Yeah, I agree. There will be very – there will be far fewer balls tipped at the line of scrimmage this year. Now, there might be more interceptions on intermediate routes. Like, again, this is not the perfect quarterback because that guy does not exist in the portal. All right, we got to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I'm going to ask Coach, does, does Tyler Van Dyke remind him of any other quarterbacks, whether it's a Badger player or someone else, plus get into what positional groups need to get better around Van Dyke to fully utilize his skill set? We're going to talk about those things next on Lockdown Badger. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show over at Prize PrizePix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and it's for a reason. Fastest, easiest, most exciting way to play DFS. Just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, who's got time for that? I don't. Now all you have to do is pick more or less on two to six players, the stat projections, and watch the winnings roll in. That's as simple as it is. You log in. You can do this in 60 seconds. I can't make ramen in 60 seconds. You log in. I don't think anybody can, actually. you got to microwave it for a minute. But you log in. You pick your players between two and six. More passing yards, less rushing yards, more touchdowns, whatever it is. If you hit the money rolls in. Apple Pay makes it incredibly easy, quick, and fast to do that. Plus, they do weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Right now, we have a great offer. Go to Prizepicks.com/lockdowncollege. Use code Lockdown College for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com/lockdowncollege. Use code Lockdown College for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. One more time, that's prizepicks.com slash college. Use code College for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, let's get Coach back on here. I want to ask you about, uh, does he remind you of any quarterbacks, whether they be Badgers or anyone else? Who does he m- remind you of?
1: Oh, how do I put this? I would say he's a poor man's Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, now I, I I'm preface this by saying he is not Ben Roethlisberger. He's a poor man, but he is a big body, who he, the play starts. There's a pile in the middle of the field, and the ball still gets thrown. And he's just got that. He's at times he has effortless arm strength where he can just throw off of off platform, standing still, no step, and just rip the ball to the sideline he has special arm strength which was surprising i like i i've you know, seen his sc- yeah i've seen his scouting reports and talking about he has an nfl arm and i watch it he at times has special arm strength mm-hmm. he makes dumb throws like every young quarterback does every and he's i don't care if he's a fifth year player so he, he's still young but he make, he'll he makes some dumb throws, but boy, does he have some poise. And his eyes are always downfield, and that's what I want to see in a passing offense: is a quarterback who has his eyes downfield and isn't gonna just take off at the first sign of trouble. And I think Roethlisberger, that's where the comparison is, because Roethlisberger, for as big and dumpy as he looked, he was an over, he was a better athlete. Than anyone ever gave him credit for. Um, his point guard in basketball in high school.
0: He was just a tank uh, factor, too. He, yeah. He and, and, and,
1: yeah. and that's why, and that's where I see, you know, that slight comparison there. You know, he could, if we want to compare him to a, to a Badger quarterback, a bigger Bart Houston, he's got a little bit of that gunslinger in him, just kind of, you know, it may be slightly reckless, but strong arm, confident in his arm. Um, you know, maybe a bigger Jack Cone a little bit. And again, all that maybe translates into 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, mm-hmm. which it did at Miami. That's good enough for me. Like he, I I think he is, he's a nice composite of some of the better qualities of our recent Badger quarterbacks. coupled with some of the negatives. He's a lot like Graham Mertz. You know, the the, the the comparisons are scary. Uh, You know, the measurables and the, how he moves and stuff like he's got a better arm. Mm, a little bigger. But, yeah, a little bigger. But but he's just got that same kind of, you know, throw arsenal in his game that I think should work well in this system.
0: Yeah, I was trying to rack my brain a little bit watching. And again, I'm not an expert on Tyler Van Dyke, obviously. But mm-hmm. watching film, watching highlights, watching a little bit of games, I can't think of a Badger in-game obviously because i haven't seen anything in practice from van dyke but in a game that throws the ball deep more effortless uh, more effortlessly like if you if you yeah. you know the one it kind of reminded me of and i sent this to justin i said he's kind of like stave plus plus like he's a better athlete mm-hmm. than Stave, but some of those deep long seven step drop play action passes that stave used to throw that just would go forever like stave had a pretty mm-hmm. good arm he kind of reminds yeah. me a little bit of stave better version of stave but and that, that, by the way, that's kind of the point I was trying to make before. You can win with that. That, That's like you're not going to find the perfect guy in the portal, but you're getting a guy with a big arm, a big frame, and power five experience. You could do way worse than this.
1: Yeah. They needed a quarterback in the portal this year because they did not have an upperclassman on the roster. That's just what it is. It, it needed to happen. And as much as we want to say, let's throw – Braden Locke out there. Let's throw Nick Evers out there. Let's, let's throw the freshman out there. People got to pump the brakes a little bit here. The the coaching staff this year is not in the let's, let's throw guys out there mindset. They're new still. And if they just throw a guy out there and he fails, you have no backup plan. Mm. And then that failure tumbles and, they are not confident in the young guys in the roster are ready depth wise. It, it I'm sure they like both of the guys they have there. That's not an issue, but it's what happens if one goes down and you have to use the other, what happens if he goes down? There's no veteran leader in that room. Now there is, cool. and he's going to be there to push the younger guys. Like I, I saw Nick Evers, you know, retweeted the, uh, Uh his commitment pick, you know, thing and was excited. And I bet he is, but I, the type of player that we all think he is, he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's going to be fighting for the job. And I guarantee you, if Phil Longo thinks that Braden Locke or Nick Evers or maybe Metoyer is a better quarterback come spring or come fall, they will play. Uh But they brought in Van Dyke because he thinks he, he can make the team better. And it's true. That's the, that's the only reason why they're bringing him in, because they think he can make the team better. And I think he can just by being an upperclassman with a different skill set that can just not necessarily plug and play. But he anything that he's going to have thrown at him this year, he's seen. You know, he, he plays against Florida State. He plays against – it's not like, oh, it's not, Big Ten defenses. So what? I mean – That's a little
0: – when people say Big Ten defense. I
1: hate like, when people say that because there's
0: – Big Ten defense. include Rutgers. And the, I mean, Nebraska's pretty good this year, but Rutgers, Illinois, Northwestern, uh, Minnesota, like there, Michigan State,
1: Purdue. Th- th- those, big, those Big Ten defenses, you know – Oh, I could have a whole. We could have a whole discussion on sure. on 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 that where these Big Ten defenses go to the postseason and get snuffed out by the SEC offense and the ACC offense and the Pac twelve offense. So, but that's a, that's a whole other thing. I, would
0: I like suffice to say, he's not going to see a different caliber of athlete in the Big Ten secondary than he's seeing in the ACC. I think that's fair no. to say.
1: No, no. And, and I think he's going to, yeah. And I think he's going to be fine. He elevates the quarterback room, and that's what's important. Yeah. If, if they were really worried about the development of Braden Locke and Nick Evers, then they would be bringing in a redshirt sophomore or a redshirt freshman or somebody who's going to be there long term. Van Dyke's going to be there for a season. I know he potentially has two years of eligibility, but like you guys were talking about last night, if he has a good season, he's going to the NFL. And if he has a bad season, he's done. Exactly. And so so why not? And with the way that Wisconsin runs our NIL department and talking about they don't even discuss that stuff until the player is on campus, it's not like we're wasting money. It's, I, I think it's a low-risk, high-reward option to bring him in. It's only going to make the team better.
0: I think it gives, I was talking about this too, or maybe I didn't even put this on a show, but I think it actually gives the younger players, it takes some of the stress off, right? Now they can develop Mm -hmm. and they're not expected to be the starter. And now you might have a situation where, like, if if you had rolled with one of the young guys, and as you said, they flamed out, then you might burn that guy for the next year too. Like you might, like that might be it for him. And then what do you do? You have to, like, Mm -hmm. I I just think it makes so much sense to go get a veteran guy. I do want to ask you this. And maybe we'll do this at the break. We gotta take a quick break. But what position needs to get better the most to fully utilize Van Dyke? The offensive line wasn't great last year at points, the receivers weren't great. We need to bring in some pieces around him. What needs to get better quick now that we have Van Dyke kind of in the fold? I wanted to ask you that next on lockdown badgers. Plus, get into the new outside linebackers. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show um, over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. It's the America's number one sports book for a reason. I talk about it a lot because I use it a lot for better and worse. Like I got lost a little money on the Braves, but I think I'm going to win money on the 49ers and Suns this year. Brad, the field just got back. They have all your bets on there. Futures, parlays, spreads, teasers. I love the teasers. I like parlays. I get a little too aggressive with my parlays. I don't, I probably shouldn't do 10 team parlays, but you just sometimes you just gotta throw $5 on a 10-teamer and dream on the yacht you're gonna buy if it comes through. FanDuel is the number one place to do all of that. Plus, there is a great offer for new customers. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Win $150 with any winning $5 money line bet, that's only on FanDuel. So if you've been thinking about joining, now is the perfect time to do it. Continue betting on the NFL season as we come up to the playoff stretch. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL, and it's the number one place for all your sports betting needs. All right, let's get Coach back on. I definitely want to ask. We, we've talked a lot, Coach, about ad nauseum last year, the passing game issues, right? Quarterback, receiver, offensive line, all of them intertwined. All of them connected. Receivers not getting separation, dropping the ball. Bad snaps, uh, some iffy tackle protection. What spot needs to get – right now you look at the roster. Where do we need the most talent to fully utilize Van Dyke, receiver or offensive line?
1: I think it's going to be receiver. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic in the offensive line. There's going to be some turnover, Obviously. Uh, with Wedig gone with Dylan Barrett now with uh, Tanner Bordellini. Bordellini yeah. uh, bas- basically essentially declaring for the draft without declaring for the draft. Um, Jack Nelson, we're assuming, is going to be gone. So there's going to be there's going to be some and Michael Furtney. there's going to be some holes to fill. But it's going to be those holes are going to be filled with these guys that we've been waiting for. And now it's going to be their time to shine. And they're highly skilled players who have now have had a year to learn instead of being thrown to the fire. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic with the offensive line. I still think they might with with Tanner Borderlini going and assuming Jack Nelson goes, I think they might bring in somebody in the portal maybe uh an interior lineman type guy with with center experience would be would be my wish. Uh, but I think they're going to be fine. Uh they're they're deep. We need a playmaker mm-hmm. at wide receiver we have some nice pieces at wide receiver and we need a down, a guy who can push the ball downfield and can go up and get a jump ball. Like Henry, I would love him. He got speed. he got gray hands can move. I, I posted it yesterday. I saw that Kobe young from Miami. That's a I big, believe nice he's, guy. I believe he's entered the portal. I could be wrong. I thought I saw he did, He's 6'5 mm-hmm. and he can get downfield. I mean.
0: Yes, please. Match
1: made in heaven right there. I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. But, you know, I would love to see a big bodied receiver. Like we have a lot of six foot, six one type guys with some speed who had problems breaking press coverage last year. And that's why some of them are no longer on the team. Um this gives an opportunity for them to bring in a you know, some speed and maybe a big body who can be physical. Cause last year, I think we had a problem with our receivers who weren't physical enough mm-hmm. and why I think, so, why I think some of them who lacked physicality started to lose playing time as the season went on or started getting injured as the season went on and Dude. led to maybe some of those guys transferring. So I think receiver definitely yeah, needs to be addressed.
0: I, I agree with you there. I, I actually think we have a couple big body guys. If they, I don't know, C.J. Williams, Bryson Green, if they develop, I think to your point though, like we just there's nobody on the roster I look at and and say that dude scares the crap out of opposing defenses with his speed and his ability to get downfield. Right? Defensive coordinators aren't staying up at night with any of our guys on the edges. And if you bring in a guy with a huge arm like Van Dyke, a guy who wants to push the ball downfield, gosh, you desperately need a four four guy. Who can? He doesn't have to be six three, six four. I mean, if you can get that, yes, please, Randy Moss. But if if he's a six foot, six foot one guy who can catch the ball relatively well, but just take the top off for God's sake, and we just don't have that.
1: I think we have a lot of potentials and a lot of training camp flashing of glory. Chris Brooks, Mm -hmm. big body, big strong, fast body. Tommy McIntosh, Quincy Burroughs, and we have guys who have potential, but. I want a guy who potential's there. He's shown potential. He's shown it on the football field when games count um, or has a next level type ability that, we're, or at least next level to what we're used to. And there are a couple guys that we're connected to that I think fit that bill. And I think bringing in a quarterback like Van Dyke is showing that we want to throw the ball this year. I think that would be the difference between him and Daquan Finn. If you're bringing in Finn, I think you're showing receivers that we want to maybe run the ball and we want to play ball control. Then bringing in Van Dyke is like, we're going to bomb it. Mm -hmm. He's going to sit back there and he's going to throw it up to you. Who wants to come play for that offense? And as much as there might be personal connections between Finn and some of the other receivers we've been talking about, uh, a big arm quarterback who wants to throw the ball downfield, very few receivers are going to say, no, that's not for me. Sorry. I want to, I want to play for the guy who throws check downs. Um, it's, it's so something. I, sure. yeah. And, Definitely. and, and, and it's going to build going forward. Cause you know, my is the same thing. He's going to bomb it when he gets here, he can run, he can make all the throws, but he, you know, he loves to throw the deep ball and that's going to attract young receivers that are going to want to play for us going forward. And I think Van Dyke could be that guy who could get us that m- maybe get a little bit special athlete at receiver that we just haven't had at Wisconsin, with the exception of you know a Chris Chambers or you know Chris Chambers. <laughs> you know, like it's, a, we really haven't had. We really haven't had that big-bodied no. receiver. Maybe a Quintez who played bigger Quintez, than his guys. Yeah, Quintez played bigger. Yeah, for sure. And we've had That's guys who played bigger, but not. Is not that guy. So I, I, that's another reason why I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I, I am trying very hard. I think we all got burned last year with the excitement of the portal. I think we need to temper our expectations this yeah. year. That's why I think someone like Van Dyke, who is causing the fan base to be a lot more negative than, we, than maybe they should be, is tempering expectations, which is probably a good thing but I think it's going to be a, a safer bet and it's going to, we can build yeah. around that safer bet going into this year.
0: Don't you dare tell me to temper expectations, man. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, well, I'm only- going to be excited. I'm going to be, I mean, I'm reading the rumors too. I'm reading that there's no. some, you know, I, 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 okay. I see, but this- I see all, I see all of the, all of the recruiting analysts, all their version of the, of the, the fixed symbol. And like oh, the guys committing tonight, guys committing tomorrow, we're going to be excited.
0: But every I, team I, is doing I, it right now. That's the thing. Like all, yeah, all the schools yeah. are adding pieces. And it's hard
1: there. not. To, it's hard not to get excited. And it's, yeah. it's why I like the changes that we've made to the program. Because even when we were winning over the past twenty years, have we ever been excited in the off season? Have we ever been excited? I'm ex. I, th- th- this kind of stuff makes me excited, and it's going to keep me engaged all offseason. And it's make, made me a way. You know. I follow the team tighter. I mean, yeah. it's made me do what I'm doing. You know, it's, it's made this type of football fun and, you know, trying to find these scheme fits and these guys who fit the quarterback and all this guy, it adds to it. And it's a new dynamic to the game that I wish people would be maybe a little bit more positive about, but at least we're, at least I think that the expectations are a bit tempered this year.
0: Mean for better or worse, it's kind of the NFL model where now you have interest all the way through the year. You have recruiting, you have have time day, you have the transfer portal, you have spring practice, you have another spring transfer portal window, right? Like there's a lot more just year-round engagement to the sport. Now that's it's like everything, man. There's there's pros and cons to all of this. Nothing is perfect and nothing is awful, typically. So I, I like it. I like I get excited about, but I definitely understand the perspective of people who it does for those who really prefer like the college type. Old school feel. I definitely understand that perspective. It does feel more like an NFL model at this point Yeah, money, uh, it in does. the open. Um, I, I would say to some degree that money's always been there, it's just been hidden away in places we don't always see.
1: Yep. But McDonald's it's, bags full hundred dollar bills. It happens.
0: Yeah, this is different though, and I get that perspective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were gonna talk about outside linebacker, but honestly, this I gotta kind of wrap this show up here. We, next show we will dive into the outside linebackers. I know yep. uh, coaches already taking a look at them. Um I How about about this really quick thought on the pickup of Lowry and Pius, that outside linebacker?
1: What I like about them is they are both outside linebackers, but they are used differently. They have different roles. So I think they're not being brought in one to compete with the other. It's one to fill one role and one to fill another. I also think it's showing maybe a a slight shift in defensive philosophy going into the season, uh, and which I think some – Older school Badger fans will be a little bit more happy to see. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, I think it's. I think this is starting to show signs that we might see a mix between the fickle Trestle system and the traditional Wisconsin defense. And I think the, the way that these two guys are used differently are a sign in that direction.
0: That's awesome. We'll definitely get more into that with Coach Anderson. He is Coach Anderson over at the Dairy Raid. Go check out his work. We have his Twitter on there as well, Ryan underscore Anderson 81. Great insight, as always, on Coach's Corner. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. On Wisconsin. and We'll talk later.